Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. Well, the other night as I was relaxing in my home and actually kind of getting ready for bed, my phone started buzzing like crazy. At first, I was like, is this some kind of weird phone call? And then from the sound and by grabbing my phone, I recognized what was going on. I was receiving an Amber Alert. And you've probably received this on your phone before, uh, but it's an alert trying to get as many people's attention as possible, usually because there is a child who has gone missing, but they think they know what vehicle might be being used. And so they want as many people to know as possible. So as many people as possible can be on the lookout. And so this problem, a serious problem, can be resolved. And You think of just the technology that enables them to get that message out to as many people as possible. I remember before everybody had a smartphone, sometimes you'd see alerts like that over signs uh, on the roadways. But now uh, to to as many people as they can as they can send them, there's a note with this alert with, you know, this very loud sound is playing on cell phones all across the state because it is an alert that they think is worth sharing, worth getting many people as possible to know, to hear, and to respond to. Well, today we're going to see some messages, some alerts really, as we read the Bible that are worth hearing. If you have not heard these warnings, if you have not heard these alerts and respond to them, then you are in danger. And the people around you, they are in danger unless they hear these warnings and they respond. So let's look at the first of them and we're going to find it in Matthew chapter 3. And as we look at the first 12 verses of Matthew chapter 3, we are introduced to John the Baptist. And we know from Luke that he was related to Jesus, uh, that he had kind of a special birth of his own, not a not a virgin birth like Jesus, but uh, parents that were that people thought would be too old and too barren to have a child. Um, but they have John, who they are told will be a forerunner to the Messiah, and we see that he is a fulfillment of prophecy from the book of Isaiah. But he comes and he's called John the Baptist uh, because. He was baptizing people. And what was his baptism about? And to sum up his baptism in one word, it was about repentance. It was a baptism of repentance. And he called people to this. When the Pharisees and the Sadducees came out to him, he said, you brood of vipers. Wow, that's you know, right out of how to win friends and influence people right there. Uh, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come bear fruit in keeping with repentance and do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the ax is laid to the root of the trees Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And so we see that there, he gives a warning of coming judgment. And he makes it clear there is one way, only one way. 
to avoid that judgment. And part of that way is repentance. Now, what does repentance mean? Repentance, just to put it in as simple as terms as possible, means to turn. Even sometimes this order was shouted to you know Roman soldiers with the idea of about face, right? That to repent is to turn. And John is calling people to repent, to turn from the way that they are living, to turn from their sins. And that was symbolized in the baptism that he was offering. And he makes it clear, you will not avoid this judgment unless you repent, unless you turn. And he even makes it very clear that your nationality, your background cannot save you. No one is is headed towards victory over this judgment that is coming. And he says this specifically about the religious leaders who clearly had a lot of trust in their heritage, that they were Jewish people, that they were children of Abraham. And John makes clear that in and of itself is not going to get you anything on judgment day unless you repent, unless you turn from your sins. And I hope that is an alert That is a message that is still ringing loud and clear 2,000 years later. I hope that is a message that you understand. I hope that you understand that the only way that you will avoid the judgment of God is if you have repented of your sins, if you have turned from your sin. I hope that you don't think that just because mommy and daddy were Christians and you grew up going to church, that that means you are are okay. I hope that you don't think that just because what you haven't done what you think of as the big sins, you haven't committed adultery or you haven't killed anybody, right? That you are going to be okay. No, you will not be okay on judgment day unless you have repented, unless you have turned from your sins. Uh, That has to be clear. That is the message of John the Baptist. And I also want to be clear um, of what repentance is. We've also heard of this idea of penance, right? And you even see some similarities in those words. You know, even you think of repentance versus penance. Well, there's a big difference. Penance is this idea that we must, you know, go out and do good to make up for the bad that we have done in our lives. And I think as we continue to read through the Bible again this year, we will see that is not the gospel. In fact, that is anti-gospel. That that is a message that we can somehow do something to earn our salvation or to make up for our sins. That is not the gospel and that is not repentance. Uh, Repentance is this decision to turn. It's really something that happens in our hearts, an, an inner turning from sin, from our old way of life. And we're going to see in just a second that that has to be matched then with faith in Christ, that it's not even something we can accomplish on our own. And you see John there, he even says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. So repentance along with faith is really a decision, something that happens in our hearts when we are saved and then it bears fruit. Uh, It is not this idea of penance of we must go out and do these things and then earn our salvation. No, repentance and faith is really what we do in response to what Jesus has done. 
But I want to make that message of John the Baptist clear that repentance is necessary for everyone. No one is good enough, no matter your background, no matter what you've done in this life. Everyone has sin that they need to turn from. But of course, that in and of itself is not the the full alert. Uh, It has to be tied to somebody. And that's what we start to see from John the Baptist. He's clearly not just telling them to repent. He's telling them about someone that is coming, someone that is mightier than he, whose sandal he is not worthy to untie. And we know that is talking about Jesus Christ, who will come, that we'll see tomorrow, will come and get baptized by John the Baptist. But we see more of this message of Jesus Christ, kind of the rest of this alert worth sharing in Acts chapter 2. So yesterday we read about the Holy Spirit coming and just the miracles of them speaking in tongues and these tongues of fire on their heads. Well, today we actually get to hear the sermon that Peter preached. And again, he's preaching to a Jewish crowd and we don't get to the word repent yet, but we will see that tomorrow. But today, most of the message is concerned with, well, who is it all about? And it is about Jesus Christ. And he makes it clear, starting in verse 22, men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. And you yourselves know this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. And this is kind of the rest of of the alert. This is actually the central part. If we're repenting, well, that's a response. A response to what? A response to what Jesus has done. And Peter is clearly hitting on what, what Jesus has done here. He died on the cross according to the definite plan of God, and he rose again. And he is the Messiah. That's where the punchline at the end of the sermon, verse 36, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This Jesus is the Savior. He is the Messiah. And then with a sneak peek of tomorrow, when they say, what should we do? The first word of his response is going to be repent, that they need to turn. So that is the message. That is the alert worth sharing with the world. And it's an alert I hope that you personally have responded to. There is a Savior. There is a Messiah. And without Him, we would be hopeless. There would be nothing we could do. No matter how hard we tried, we cannot make up for the sin that we have done. We can't even stop ourselves from sinning. We need a Savior. And that Savior is none other than Jesus Christ. And in response to what he has done, we are being called to repent, to turn from our sin and our way of living, to put our trust in this Savior, the only one who can free us from sin, the only one who can forgive us from sin. And everyone needs to hear that message. That is not just a message for the people that you think are worse than you. That's not just a message for the people that grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. That is a message for every single person because all have sinned 
and fallen short of the glory of God. Whether you grew up in a family that went to church or you grew up as pagan as you could possibly be, all of us need to repent and put our faith in the one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. That is an alert worth hearing. That is an alert worth sharing. Uh, Finally, we we see, I think, a powerful connection between our other two passages today, uh, Psalm 4, and then the story of Abraham in Genesis 13 through 15. Psalm 4 is a psalm, again, we see there's adversity, there is trouble, um, and things that are frightening, but the psalmist, again, David, he is finding his refuge in God. He's calling out to God and There are people that are clearly opposed to him. In verse two, he says, Oh men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But then verse three, he starts to find the comfort. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Even though the world is not responding the way that David wants them to, he knows that God is hearing, that God is listening. And he says, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. He's urging people to put their trust in the Lord. And then he reminds himself of how even when people have said, you know, hey, when is God going to show up? That God has shown up and given David joy, given David rest. He has provided for David. And I think we see that lived out in the life of Abraham in Genesis 13 through 15, because we see Abraham really uh, taking the back seat here and not doing what you would think would be the best thing in his own self-interest to do. We see conflict and conflict in chapter 13 between him and Lot, and he lets Lot kind of pick the best land And, and things aren't, you know, he's not instantly becoming this great nation that God said. In chapter 14, he has to go and rescue Lot. And in doing so, he is offered riches by one of the the kings. And we know clearly a wicked king. Um, And Abraham refuses the riches, something that could have helped him, something that could have made him even more financially prosperous. He turns it down, right? Uh, So it doesn't seem like everything is going like you maybe thought it would. And Abraham even is making some choices that could have made life easier for him, but out of love for others and trying to be faithful to God, he is rejecting these things. And we see God though, come up and encourage him in chapter 15. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abraham said, O Lord, what will you give me? I am childless. You know, he's, he's kind of saying, God, I don't have a child. You promised that I'd be this great nation. And right now it's just somebody in my household that would be my heir and get the inheritance because I don't even have a a, a son, but God responds to him. And and the word of the Lord comes to him in verse four and says, this man shall not be your heir and your own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. And then he said to them, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and the Lord counted it to him as righteousness. And so there we see Abraham is trusting in God. He's kind of living out Psalm 4. 
that even though things aren't always going according to the plan and people are saying, hey, when's God going to show up? He's trusting in God and God does show up and encourage him. So if you are doing the right thing in your life and you might feel even like that, that's costing you and it's not, you're not getting where you want to get in life. May, may the words of God to Abraham be an encouragement to you. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. God is our shield. He is our reward. He is our refuge. And he has given us a message. And even in a, a week now where we go and there's a lot of focus again on, on politics and a lot going on in the news in our nation, let's be clear that the most important alert is getting out there. The alert that everyone needs to repent of their sins and put their trust in the one and only Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.